Hey, hey everybody, I hope that you're doing really well today. It's Andrea and I am so excited to connect with you. What a joy it is just to be able to enjoy life and ministry and just the Lord together. Even on a podcast, we're able to encourage one another, we're able to connect with one another, we're able to point one another to the very feet of Jesus. And that is our desire here uh, on the Inspire on the Go podcast, that you would know that you're loved, that you're seen, um, that you are valued, and that we together collectively can run in the path that God has for us and the calling that he has for us. And so we can know that he has a vision, that he has a, a purpose and a focus for our life. And so we wanna come around that in 2021. We wanna say that God is good, that God is in control, that God is on his throne, and that every single day we have the opportunity to respond in obedience and faith to the plans and the purposes that he has for us. And so we're celebrating that this year. And I think things are going really well. We had a wonderful Inspire Women's Conference. Man, God just moved in a, in a mighty way. We're still hearing testimony about the way that God showed up and the way that God moved in uh, the lives of the women who were able to attend Inspire Women's conference and then we launched Inspire Digital uh, and so you can go back and you can watch uh, the teaching and the worship portions of Inspire 2021 and we're hearing from people that that is blessing them that that is encouraging them and so take advantage of that and here we are on our second episode of our Inspire on the Go podcast where we're bringing the breakout sessions from Inspire Women's Conference to the podcast and so we're excited we are on the edge of our seat we can't wait to see see what God has in store for us. And today we're going to hear once again from Candy Gallaty and Julie Woodruff um, as they share with us what it means to, to really lead yourself well. I think about the concept of leadership, you know, and some of us think, well, I'm a leader or I'm not a leader, but here's what I want to share with you. All of us have the opportunity, all of us have the capacity to lead because all of us are in, you know, positions of influence in our home, in our churches, in our communities. Um, the very fact that we have life and breath means that we have the opportunity to have influence. And so let's just dig into this topic and let's see how we can lead ourselves well. Welcome to Disciple Her, a part of the Replicate Podcast Network, where we will hear from discipleship trailblazers, Candy Gallaty and Julie Woodruff. With over 50 years of combined experience in discipling women, we'll discuss how we can equip leaders through discipleship. Here are your hosts, Candy and Julie. Welcome back to Disciple Her Podcast. This is episode three with Candy and Julie. Jules, how are you today? I'm great. How about yourself? I'm pretty good. Y'all have had quite the week at your house, haven't you? We have, yes. Robbie had to have oral surgery, mm. two teeth cut out, um, and he has the longest roots you've ever seen in your life. Stinks yeah. so bad. Yeah, mm. so he's recovering. I think he's good to go. It's been a couple of days, so he's he's doing a little better. But what's super funny is so I left Rig, our oldest, at home in charge of him for a couple oh, of hours. Oh, my word. And um, I'm sure you will all get to know rig through different stories that we share on the podcast because they're so good you can't help but share them that's right I but just anyway wish i could live at your house and be a fly on the wall yeah, just yeah, to yeah. hear the conversations yeah rig moments yes. um so he he's in charge and he's on that hybrid school schedule so he was at home and i had been there all morning taking care of robbie and i said rig i've got to go run and do a few things i'm gonna leave you in charge um you just make sure daddy's okay and if he needs anything so he's like okay so i leave 
And after I'd been gone for a little while, I called and I said, hey, just want to check on how things going. And he was like, uh-huh. And I'm like, what's the matter? And he's like, well, I'm just a little emotional over here. And I said, well, what do you mean? Why? Why are you emotional? He said, well, you know, he, he's being kind of needy right now. And, and I'm just afraid, you know. It, that I'm going to screw this up and it's not going to be good for me. <laughs> and I said, Rick, oh my gosh. I'm like, you have no responsibility here, love. I'm like, all you need to do is just make sure daddy's okay. You know, if something happens, you call me. You have no responsibility other than that. But he was like, you know, he's being, he's being kind of needy right now. And, and if I don't, you know, if I don't do what I'm supposed to do, it's going to, it's not going to be good for me. And I'm uh. thinking like, what does he think's going to happen? You know? So yeah, that was, so then when I got home, I'm like, Rig, you're relieved of your duties. You know, like so glad, go take a breather. It? You know, I'm like so funny, but oh, yeah. That so that's great. been that's been our week. That is great. What yeah. are we talking about today? So today we are going to talk about what it looks like to lead yourself well, so that you can lead others well. Mm, what a great topic! It's such a good topic, and something I think really truly needs to be discussed because the life that we live as a believer in Jesus Christ is a call to action yes. and if we are to be held above reproach and should be above reproach in all of our actions how do we do that how do we lead ourselves so that we are open and able to lead others what do you think about that jules yeah i i think well i have always lived by this that you can't take somebody else where you haven't been yourself right so if i'm not feeling up and and allowing God's word to minister to me and, and leading myself, then I surely can't take somebody else there. Correct. Correct. And it's such a, I truly believe as we live our life in Christ, that what we're doing outside of ourselves should be an overflow. Yes. So if I'm investing in anybody, right. if I'm leading a ministry, if I'm discipling my kids, whatever that looks like for us in each season of life should be coming from a place of what's already happening in your own personal walk with the Lord. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. But I would say this, Candy, because I think there are probably some listeners out there going, well, um, I've been trying, but this is a pretty dry season. So we're going to talk about that yes. at, toward the end today. So Absolutely. hang with us uh, if you find yourself in that place, because I've been there, too, mm -hmm. just doing what, sure. you know. Yeah. You get tired or exhausted yeah. or burnout. Mm -hmm. And we will definitely talk about that a little bit further along in the podcast. But right now we're going to start off with what does that practically look like? How do you lead yourself, yeah. right? And one of the greatest things that we can do is model our own quiet time with the Lord, or you might want to call it your quality time with the Lord, right? What do you do at home to experience spiritual growth, you know? And so for me, it's getting into the word until the yes. word gets into me. You yeah. know, that is something that I live by and that I promote in my own life. And it's something I try to pour in and to encourage others to do because it's a, it's a serious thing. Right. Yeah. And I feel like when the Lord called us into a relationship, when we have salvation in him, that is not a call to be lazy. Yeah. It's a call to be a lifelong learner. Yes. Right. As a disciple, we follow after him and are there seasons maybe that are going to be more inactive? Sure. But overall, we should be learning. Yeah. We should be following after him, which requires us to do things, mm -hmm. right? 
what were you well, I was just going to say, yes, absolutely. And the amazing thing about that is, is that the creator of the universe longs for us to spend time with him. That's right. And we have the privilege, and I think sometimes we think of that as more of a duty, you mm-hmm. know, having to read the word, having to do this or having to do this. But really, it, it is just that we get to. Correct. We get to come to him. We get to spend time with him. And maybe just thinking about that a little bit differently, because I think when we think spiritual disciplines, a lot of times we think that word discipline is a word that we love to hate. Mm-hmm. And I would say, Candy, that you are way more disciplined than I am. That's your personality. You got your list. You know, right, right. Mm-hmm. It may happen in my life or it may not, because I'm going to have a list right. more than likely. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, so I think different personalities, you know, lend themselves different ways. So Absolutely. It, it can become a checklist mm-hmm. rather than a love relationship. Correct. Yeah. And I think so it's so important for us to distinguish between what it means to be disciplined versus what it is to be legalistic. Yes. Right. So legalism would be something it is like that list that you're checking off because you feel like you have to do a certain number of tasks in order to earn something or in order to feel a certain way about yourself. Mm -hmm. In your mind, you have to do all of these things, whereas a healthy discipline, healthy forms of discipline would be, I want to do all of these things because it is stemming from the love that I have for Jesus Christ. And it stems from the desire that I have to want to know him more. So it's not that I'm necessarily going to gain anything from him. It is, I just want to be with him, Mm -hmm. right? So um, Robbie's been talking a lot lately about have we gotten to a place where we don't enjoy God anymore, you know? And so when we think about that and we think about spending time with the Lord in, in whatever way that happens for you, like in your quiet time, in worship, you know, when you go to church, um, when you're praying, you know, are we getting to a place where we're able to enjoy him or are we just checking off things on the list because we know it's something we should do. Right. Right. Yeah, you know, the psalm. Well, I'm just thinking about the psalmist who said, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Mm -hmm. And um, I was was listening to, I don't even know where I heard this recently, but someone talking about the rabbis uh, in Israel will go into a preschool class and they will take honey with them. Mm. And they will let the children dip their finger in the honey so and good. taste it. And they said, that's what it's like to to get into God's word and to read, you know, and to understand. So yeah. And so think about the sweetness of honey and how that it just is so sweet to our taste. But the word of God, that when we taste and see that he is good, yeah, then you just want more and more. And you just you, you can't wait to right. get with him. Absolutely. And I think so being in the word is a very practical way that we can lead ourselves in order to lead others. Mm-hmm. So if this is something that we're doing in our own private personal walk with the Lord, when nobody is watching, nobody is looking, nobody expects anything. When if we're doing that, then we're not going to be able to help but pour that into other people. Right. So it becomes easier to lead others because we have a place that we're leading from. Right. Right. I would say another crucial element to leading others well is being transparent. Yes. So when we lead ourselves, um, obviously there are things that the Lord allows in our life, um, a lot of different things that he really truly wants to use for a very specific purpose and often a platform. Mm -hmm. And so when he wants to use those things 
we have to be willing to open up ourselves to a certain extent to share that. Right. There's a lot of transparency that comes along with um, leading yourself and then leading others. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, even in discipleship, you know, like in, in my groups over the years, there will be things that I may be going through personally. And when I come to group, I expect the girls to tell me what's going on in their life. Mm -hmm. Right. I expect them to say, hey, I need prayer for this mm -hmm. or this is going on. And so if I'm not coming to the table and willing to do the same exact thing, how mm -hmm. can I expect them to do that? Right. right? Yeah. And I, I can remember, I mean, I guess this was about three years, three or four years back where I was struggling with an intense season of anxiety. And I really had a hard time personally, and I was struggling through this. And I thought, I can't not go to my group and tell them. Yeah. Like if I don't tell them, I'm negating everything I'm teaching of them. I need them to know what's going on so that they can pray for me, right? right? And hold me accountable yeah. and, and be in my life. So you have to lead from that place. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. um, we're going to take a quick break. And I know we're right in the middle of some some great discussion, but we'll we'll be back in just a few moments. As you lead your disciple making movement, the Replicate Network provides ongoing practical training and a community of like minded church leaders to help you and your church thrive. Each month, you'll get frameworks, a Q&A time with Robbie Gallaty, and access to our online forums and groups. We will provide you with prayer and personal support, practical resources, discounts, and benefits as you seek to make disciples who make disciple makers. Check out the Replicate Network today at replicatenetwork.com. And we're back. Um, okay, so we were talking about what it looks like to be transparent. Yeah, yeah, and as you were talking, I was thinking that that's easier for some people than others. Mm -hmm. and, and even as we think about our groups, I know in my group recently we had a conversation. Uh, there, it was like a breakthrough for one of, one of the members of my group. Now, we've been together almost a year wow. in, in a discipleship relationship, but it was, it was after that length of time mm -hmm. that she finally felt free enough to share. So I think that's different for all of us, right. you know, but I, I think the critical thing is knowing that God uses, like you said just a moment ago, God uses those experiences in our lives mm -hmm. um, to, to, to pour into others. I heard, I think it was Beth Moore say one time that our greatest misery sometimes becomes our greatest ministry. Wow. And, yeah, that's um, so good. Isn't that true? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's the whole adage, God takes a mess and turns it into a message. That's right. You know, like everything in our life that has been complete chaos or yes. that on the outside just looks like a complete mess. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he has a plan for that mess, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> yes. And I think as leaders, sometimes we, we are hesitant because we think we've got to have it all together. Yes. You That's know? so true. It's like, we're, we're expected to have all the answers. And so then even sometimes you start believing you might have all the answers and you're <laughs> like, point. Yes. wait a second, I don't have all the answers. Yeah. Right. You know, mm -hmm. so then it's like, OK, I've got to keep my own pride in check because mm -hmm. I, people come to me for answers, but yes. I'm not going to always necessarily have all of the answers. Right. right. I'm yeah. a I'm a lifelong learner, just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. And um, so what, what are your thoughts? Anything on that, Jules? No, I agree wholeheartedly with it. You know, Scripture talks about uh, in First Timothy and Titus, it talks about. Uh, being above reproach. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a part of the, the vulnerability that when, if we keep those secrets to ourselves, absolutely, you know, then the enemy can play havoc in our life. With that's that. right. When we're, when we share those things, those struggles, then, then 
we allow others into that with us to pray and Absolutely. to support us and to encourage us. Absolutely. I think, and I tell this to the girls that I get to meet with all the time, and it definitely goes for leaders. Satan would want nothing more than to keep us isolated. Absolutely. You know, so isolated in whatever our struggles are or whatever is happening in our life, even not necessarily a circumstance that's happening, but maybe a feeling a feeling that you're having, mm-hmm. you know? And so if we keep those things to ourselves, there's more, Satan has more power and control over that. But immediately as we voice that, he begins to lose power. That's exactly Immediately. Right. Because truth now can be spoken. That's right. Right? Yeah. And, you know, I remember reading a book a long time ago about a, a lady who was going through um, heart failure. She had been diagnosed with heart failure. And she talked about how when she would go periods of time without reading her Bible, how the world spoke louder to her than the word did. Mm. So the, the lies of the world, yeah, or maybe even what the world believes to be true was speaking louder to her than the word of God was mm. because she wasn't in the word of God. So therefore what she was hearing and receiving and accepting was something coming from the outside. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so it is so important that we open up about those things, not only open up verbally, we need to open up the word and we need to be right. in the word yeah. so that that is not happening. We are getting truth. Yeah. People are speaking it to us. The Holy Spirit is speaking it to us. And therefore, um, we're not believing all the lies. We're not staying isolated in those things. That's mm-hmm. the most unhealthy thing we can mm-hmm. do. That's so true. I, I'm thinking about that passage in Ephesians, you know, where it talks about the, the armor of God and it talks about the schemes of mm-hmm. the devil. Uh, absolutely. And that's that word in Greek, methodia which is he has a method and and as leaders i think we have a bullseye on us you sure. know because he would love nothing more than to bring us down Take us and out. To, to make us fall and to make us so if 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 we're isolated and we're listening to those messages then we we don't understand that you know what the enemy has you right where he wants you Absolutely. and so if if we're not taking the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God and praying at all times, then we set ourselves wide open to the enemy's attack. Absolutely. And I think part of this leading yourself, well, we've talked about the quiet time, you know, getting into the word. We talked about being transparent and really a huge part of leading yourself well is living in accountability. Yes. You know, and, and that need, that is, I can't even stress to you how important that is. And you mentioned when we see, we have a bullseye on our back, right? And we and we know this from being in ministry and being leaders. We see people fall all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when we go back and we want to ask those people, okay, let let's figure out how did this happen? You know, like where where how have we gotten to a place where sometimes this thing this mm-hmm. occurs? And there, you know, I'm not judging them by any means because anybody can fall. It can happen to anybody. But I like to think, like, I wonder, were they, were they reading their Bible? Mm-hmm. Were they letting other people into their life? Mm-hmm. Were they living in accountability where others truly knew them? Or were they on an island by themselves? Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know the answers to all of that in some of these situations, but I have to believe they're not letting people into their life. They're not being held accountable. They're off doing their own thing. And then before they know it, they find themselves in a situation that's completely unacceptable and inappropriate. Yeah. And so it's important for us to know as leaders, we need people in our life that are going to hold us accountable, Right. that are going yeah. to walk and live life alongside of us 
And we do that for them as well. It's mm-hmm. a two-way street. Mm-hmm. And it all stems from what are you allowing in your life so that you can pour it out to somebody else? You yeah. know, are you leading yourself well so that you can lead others well? Yeah. That's truly yeah, I think important. I think that's definitely true, and I think that probably the statistics of that would be more so that we're we're not in God's word versus what I'm about to say. But I do think there are times and seasons in our lives where we can be doing all those right things, and sure. yet we just feel like heaven is closed up. Right, you know, a dry, remember, very dry. Yes, I remember a season in my life after I had been in God's word and I had been in an intense season with Him, working on a project, and and when I came out of that season, it was like. I couldn't hear the Lord for for anything. Mm, yeah. and, and I would pray. And I feel like I went through a time of depression even at that point in time. Because I think I had been so with the Lord that that season that he drew me out uh, or that I, you know, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't hear from him. And so I just did what I knew to do. Mm-hmm. And I just went through the motions. I didn't feel like it. Right. And, and there were many days I woke up and I didn't want to, but the only thing I needed to do was get into God's word. And I remember in, uh, uh, I was reading just in De- Deuteronomy six, I mean, cause it was the next reading, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it talked about the Israelites in the wilderness and that how the Lord had had them there strategically in the wilderness in order to test them, to see if there mm-hmm. was, you know, any pride there. And so the Lord just said, okay, girl, you know, yeah, you've been on this high, sure. but, but are you still going to do the things that you know to do even in the wilderness? So good. Because I'm still here. I hadn't gone anywhere and I hear you, but, but I'm, I am testing you, mm-hmm. you know, to see, are you, are you just talking it? Or are you going to walk it too? And so I think we can get worn out. I think there are times in the wilderness. Uh, and one of the passages I read, even in that was in Exodus, I believe, where it just said that they looked to the wilderness and they saw the glory of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So I want to encourage anybody out there it's today good. who is in that maybe wilderness season thinking, oh my gosh, will I ever get out of this? Just keep doing the things that you know to do. Get into God's word. You may not feel like it, but read it and read it out loud. Because here's the deal. When we read the word out loud, the enemy has to flee. That's right. Because the word of God is what? It's living and active and, and sharper. sharper than any two yes, I think sword. we've said that before. And so we know that God's word has power. Absolutely. And so when we're reading it, when we're listening to it, even put praise music on, yes. do whatever it takes to to take captive the thoughts. Right. Tune thoughts. your heart in, yes, yes to the yes. Lord, yes. And you may not feel it immediately. And I mean, this period lasted for a while in my life. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And so it wasn't overnight that that changed. Right. But I just hung in there doing the things I knew to do, staying in God's word and seeking his face. And and the change occurred. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I, I, there was one day I, I remember I, I was just laughing and, and I was just thinking, Oh my gosh, my joy has returned, you oh, know? Wow. And yeah. so it was like a, a light. I mean, it just, it just happened. It just happened. Yeah. yeah. And I happened. think what you're saying, you know, going through such a dry, maybe even a dark season, um, the fact that you're able to still do the things that you knew to do, you mm-hmm. know? And so in sometimes in those seasons, the things of the Lord and the disciplines that we sometimes used to take joy in maybe become a checklist yes. and that's yes. okay for a season, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, 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 there's no telling what's going to happen in everybody's mm-hmm. life at different points and times. And so sometimes reading your Bible may be a checklist and going to church may be a checklist, but you continue to do the things that you know, yeah. like you have said, and that you've been taught and none of that will go to waste, right? The That's Lord exactly will right. show up yes. and he will speak, yes. you know, to you. Um, and he will, 
bring you through that yeah. wilderness. And so you just continue to have hope if that's, that's right. the season that you find yourself in. Um, we're going to be talking in the next week about what does stewardship look mm -hmm. like and mm -hmm. the different ways that we steward what God has given us and what God has allowed in our life. Julie, you want to say anything about that before we move on? Well, I'm just, I just want to share um, a passage of scripture in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16. It says this, and I think this applies to what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Pay close attention to your life and your teaching. Persevere in these things, for in doing this, you will save both yourself and, and your, hearers. your hearers. Yeah, that's so exactly right. Yeah, Julie and I happen to both be reading in First Timothy mm -hmm. around the same time. So we're, we're, I think we must be in the same exact reading plan. And um, I had made some notes on First Timothy chapter 4 as well. And what really stuck out to me, I want to read it to you. It's First um, Timothy 4 verses seven through 12, it says, rather train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. If you skip down to verse 11, it says, command and teach these things. Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Mm -hmm. So good, you know, rich. so I mean, yeah. he says, Paul says, train yourself. Right. You have to do something. Right. You have to train yourself in godliness. Then later he says, I need you to teach yeah. these things. You command these things to others. And then, you know, on the backside, he says, you have to be an example. That's right. And so we have to be the trendsetters yeah. in the world today mm -hmm. because there are plenty of examples out there. Which mm -hmm. ones do you want to follow, mm -hmm. right? We need to be the one. Believers in Jesus Christ need to be the ones to set that example in all those areas that he tells us. Speech, conduct, love, faith, purity. Yeah, and, and that verse I read, he says, persevere mm -hmm. in these things. In these things. Yes, it's not easy. And, and I have been thinking recently about um, the passage in Hebrews where he says that we that fix our eyes. We That's run good. with endurance the race that is set before us. Yes, yeah. fixing our eyes on Jesus, right. who is the author and the perfecter of our faith and ministry. We've been here, who for the joy set before him, he endured, endured the, the cross, cross, despised the shame, but now I see that the right hand of the Father. That's Amen. a good way to end. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, Love we'll it. see you next time. Okay, yes. see you next time. Thanks for joining us for this episode. Take a second to subscribe and share this podcast. You can receive free resources to help you make disciples in your group, home, or church by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting our website at replicate.org.